Amen. For generations, the people of Northwest Church have had the heart and the faith to provide not only a building, but a church that would continue to sow not only faith, but hope and the transformation of Jesus Christ in our community. So those that came before us had done great and amazing things. They set a goal, the goal that the future generations would not have to worry about debt, that the future generations could use this building and the resources that we have to glorify God and to build a kingdom. And because they have done so, we celebrate today. But we also are asked today that we have much that we have been given. We have been given much, not only by the generations that came before us, but by God himself who gave us a great and a tremendous church family. He gave us a wonderful building and he gave us so much more. And today's message is called Faithful with Much. You know, sometimes we think about, well, we have to be faithful with little, but God has given us much, so we have to be faithful with much. Jesus tells a parable about how we are faithful and what we should do to pursue this faithfulness and is in the book of Matthew, chapter 25. And I'd like to ask you to stand as we read the word of the Lord in the book of Matthew, chapter 25. I'm going to read verses 14 all the way to 30. And we will see what God has in store for us and what God will speak in our, in, in our midst. Let's say the word of the Lord. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his health to them. In one, he gave five bags of, five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and, gave, and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you do not sow and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold on the ground. So here it is, what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I do not sow, and I gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received a little bit back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more. They will have in abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. 
and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this passage, a passage that many of us already heard, but today we pray that you speak to us through it, that you challenge us as we look into faithfulness and being faithful with much. We thank you, Father, for the joy of celebrating the paying off debt. And we have seen that you have done much in our midst. And we pray that you continue to do so. And now that we have much, that we may be faithful with it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. This passage speaks to us about how God is... is exemplifying the kingdom of God. And Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God is like this, the kingdom of God is like that. And Jesus speaks about the kingdom of God and tells this story. And he's talking about how the master is looking for faithfulness. And what we get from this story is that God is looking for faithfulness. And when he looks for faithfulness, we see that... He is expecting faithfulness. Now, the master goes on a trip. He entrusts a talent. Now, this um, version calls it a bag of gold. A talent is in the original language was about 6,000 denaries. A denarii is a small silver coin that was worth a day's wage. And 6,000 days wage today, if someone makes about $20,000 and we make all this math, it comes out to almost $2 million. So we're not just talking a little bit of money. We're talking a considerable amount of money. A bag of gold. Now, it's not these massive bags of gold, but I guess it's a smaller bag of gold because gold is worth a lot of money. And he did during that time as well. So we're talking about a considerable amount of money. And he entrusted the servants with this much money, and he entrusted them with this uh, with this gift now the word the greek word for entrusting them and by giving them is the greek word paradinomi which means to overgive or to give over so they do not own it they are stewards of it they take care of this particular uh, talent now when the master has asked them to do something all he expects is faithfulness. So what they did is they got that, the, five, the one that got the five bags of gold, he went to work at it. He took off. And the Bible said that he ran off. He just went and tried to make more for his master. Not because he felt it was his duty, but because he wanted to delight his master. He wants to make his master happy. And how often do we want to do things to make other people happy, don't we? Saturday, Colin, my seven-year-old, uh, came to our bedroom early in the morning on Saturday. You know, kids and early Saturdays, I don't know what's, this, what's the deal. And he wakes up, Mommy, and says, Mommy, I'm going to make you coffee. And then he left the room. And we just thought, well, he's just going downstairs and turn on cartoons and, you know, mind his business. See, the thing is, I'm a coffee aficionado, and I have a 
very nice coffee machine that grinds and brews and everything. So there's several steps to make coffee. You have to pour the filtered water, because that's the only water I use, and, and then you have to put a new, a, a new filter in it, and then you, you, you have to close it, and you have to make sure that uh, the chute is clean. So there's a lot of processes, and final process is press the button that will grind the coffee, and then the coffee will brew either into a cup or into, a mu uh, into one of those uh, carafes. So we were just thinking, oh, he was just trying to be nice to mom until we heard the grinder. I jumped so fast. Because I don't know how the kid got everything to work. And I just jumped so fast, I went downstairs, and he was still looking at the coffee machine, and, and I just went and turned off the coffee machine, and I picked him up and said, Honey, thank you so much. I know Mommy's going to love you for making her coffee, but Daddy's just going to make sure that everything is in place. But thank you so much. He goes, I just want to make Mommy happy because she needs her coffee in the morning. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, she does. So we, we did coffee. But his desire of making coffee is this desire that his servants had for their master to go and please them doing something that is so good that the master is going to be happy. Now, when we look into this passage, we always think about, well, what Jesus wants is, or what the master wants, then Jesus is exemplifying as God being the master, is for us to make more money. It's not that. The master doesn't care how much money the servants brought. He cared about how much delight the servants brought to their master. This is about delight. And many times we just look at, at our successes as things that we do and we accomplish. Senator Mark Hatfield went to Calcutta and visiting um, those streets and he went to the house of the dying and there he, he found Ma Mother Teresa and saw her working. And, and he said, Mother Teresa, how are you able to, to do all these things? How do you have time to do and accomplish all these things? And how can you be successful at taking care of all these people in Calcutta? And she turned to him and said, Senator... With all due respect, I wasn't called to have success. I was called to be faithful. How often do we look at our lives and say, you know what? I wasn't created by God to be successful. I was created to be faithful. I was created to bring delight to the Creator. I was created to give back to him what he has given me, to give back to others what he has given me, to share in the master's joy, to share in the master's happiness. God gives us so we may be faithful with it. But not only so, but God also gives the resources we need. You know, he expects us to be engaged in this work of the kingdom. He's not just expecting us to, to now that we have this, we're just going to try to make more. No, he expects us to be engaged in the work of the kingdom. And this story talks about the 
already kingdom and the not yet kingdom. The already kingdom is the kingdom that we have here. The, the people of God, the brothers and sisters we have, and, and we share this joy with one another. We share the love of God with one another. We journey together in learning God's word. We do so much in the already kingdom. And that's why I say when we close our eyes during worship, and, and I did when the choir was singing, and just felt that I was in the presence of God himself in heaven. This is a glimpse of heaven. It's the kingdom of God already here. But it's also the kingdom of God not yet. Because the word says that he will return. And this passage says that the master goes on a trip and he will return. So the not yet kingdom is not here yet. But it will be. We just have to work and be faithful because the master will return. And those that have been faithful, those that have used the resources that God has given them to his glory, oh, they will join in the master's happiness. But today we see that God gives us all the resources that we need. The question is, what are we doing with the resources? What are we doing with what we're given? Jack uh, Henley uh, tells a story that when he was a kid, he, he got bullied all the time, and this bully always took his lunch money. It wasn't a lot, but he took his lunch money. So he decided to defend himself and take karate classes. So he started his karate classes, and then he realized that he was paying $5 per class. And he decided, you know what? The bully was taking less. So I'm just go back and give money to the bully. You know, how are we using the resources? Are we using the resources to bless others? Or are we using the resources just to protect ourselves? Or are we using the resources and just wasting what we have? When we use the resources that God has for his glory, we'll see amazing things. God gave each of those servants in accordance to their ability. He didn't give five bags to the one that... that that wasn't able to do much. He only gave him two to that, to, to that particular servant. And to the one servant that he probably didn't have a lot of faith, only gave him one bag. But he did not expect the, the servant to make a lot of money. He said, I would be happy even if you just give it to the bankers and got the, I don't even know what is the rate nowadays for, for the interest rate nowadays, but it was like 1% or 0.1 or point nothing um, interest. I don't know what was during the time of Jesus, but I'm assuming that the Romans, who were very good at getting money, um, did not give a lot of interest. But at least there was a little bit of interest that he could give back to his master. So he wasn't looking for him to, to come up with five talents or five bags of gold out of one. He was just looking for him to delight in the master and saying, you know, the master gave me this. Let me do something with it that the master will be happy with. He gives us the resources we need and in accordance to what we have. But this is not just about finances. This is about time. God has given us time for us to use. God has given us talents for us to use. God has given us um, the, a building for us to use uh, as a church. God has given us the gospel for us to use. He has given us amazing leaders within this church for us to use for his glory. So if we use this, God will bless us because we're using all that we have to bring him joy. 
So what are we to do? In this passage, what is the one key thought that we are to do? Well, we have to recognize what God has given us. So recognize what God has given you. God has given us so much, we just have to recognize. Because once we recognize, we are not likely to wanting to bury it. Because we want to share in the Father's joy, in the Father's happiness. As a pastor, they had a, a man coming to the pastor and said, Pastor, I only have one talent. So you only have one talent? He goes, yeah. So what talent is there? Is that one you have? Is I have the talent of criticism. I'm able to, to find things and, and, and point them out. That's the one talent I have. And the pastor said, well, according to the scripture, the man that got one talent buried it. And I think that you should do the same thing. <laughs> God has given us much. But we have to recognize what it is that God has given us. Do we have the, the gift of encouragement? You know how many people need encouraging? How many people could use a phone call just to let them know that we're thinking of them? Many have, have the gift of, of hugs. Do not underestimate. I know COVID doesn't want us to give hugs, but I, I, don't, I, don't, think God, I don't think God cares if we hug someone that needs hugging. Even with a mask. We have gifts that can bless others. We have so much. We just have to recognize what is that God has given us. Because he's looking for faithfulness. And when I look into this story, I see that that man that did not use that talent, that man that did not use that bag of gold, was a form of disrespect. Because the master trusted him with that bag of gold. The master was counting on him. The master believed in him. But he didn't. He didn't believe in himself. Maybe he looked at the other servants and said, well, I don't have that much either. But the master believed in him. And we all have something that God has given us. At least one talent. At least one bag of gold. But whatever we have, God is asking for faithfulness. Because if we do not use it, we are wasting God's provisions. So, if we do not use what God has given us, is a lack of respect. It's literally a lack of trust in Him that He believes in us. So God has given us at least one talent. Now He's looking for us to be faithful with that particular talent. So we recognize what God has given us, but we also use those resources for His glory. Now the workers began, uh, the, the servants began working immediately, trying to find ways to use that money for their master's happiness. We don't know what they've done. We don't know what kind of investments they've done. We know that they went and they attempted to bring the master something that would delight him and in turn delight themselves. You could see as they come to the master and they said, here, master, I, I brought you two more bags. You gave me two. Here it is, two more bags. Aren't you pleased? And the master said, oh, I am good and faithful 
servant. That's what the father is looking for. Is looking that we use the resources for his glory. The workers began working immediately and with gusto. They worked hard at it. I imagine that the one that buried was worried. Worried someone would stumble upon it or that someone dug a hole for a latrine or something and win the jackpot. They, he was probably worried all the time, walking back and forth, making sure that that wasn't disturbed. Did you know that the scripture does say that the best place for us to secure something is to bury it? So he did what they did at that time to secure something. He hid it. He buried it. But that's not what the master wanted. Because he just had worry. He had fear. And he was living a life of fear. He was living a life of worry because he had that one talent. And he didn't think it was much, so he buried it. And God's saying, now if you have one talent, use it. Because I'm going to bless you. And if you're faithful with little, oh, I'm going to give you so much more. So God has done amazing things in our church. And now he has given us much. So we are called to be faithful. So now we have different, uh, different gifts, each one of us. And all we have to do is to be faithful and be faithful with a little. Martha Berry was in Detroit, and she wanted to open a school for the poor children in Detroit. So she went to the wealthiest man in Detroit of that time, and that was Henry Ford himself. She didn't have a, 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 a grandiose plan or, or charts or anything. She just was able to go into his office and say, Mr. Ford, I, I have a heart to open a, a, a school for, for poor children, and I'd like to know if you would be willing to help me. Uh, and he said, well, well, where's the plans? And I want to take a look at that. She goes, well, I don't have one, but, but it's in my heart, and I'd like for you to, to, to start that seeding money. He goes, all right. So he reached out his pocket and gave her a dime and just threw at her and saying, there's a dime. Well, she took that dime and thanked him, and she said, I will build this school with this first gift. Henry Ford, who was a very callous man, said, okay, I want to see that. So she grabbed those 10 cents and purchased a little bag of seeds and, and started a little crop. And, and when she had that crop, she uh, used the seeds of that crop and, and made a bigger crop. And that went on for about four uh, harvests until she had enough to purchase the building. And she was so happy that now she had a place. So she went back to Henry Ford and said, I want to thank you for your gift of those 10 cents because they were able to provide a school building. How were you able to do that, he asked. And she explained how she planted and they used the crops to, to provide for, for a down payment on a building. And he looked at her and grabbed his checkbook and wrote her a check for $1 million. And today, the Berry School for Children is still there because she was faithful with little Henry Ford, 
was probably not one of the best Christians you've met. Blessed her in the little. And if people in the world do that, imagine what we as Christians could do with little. Imagine what we as Christians could transform our world because of the love we have for him, the love we have for the master. So today, we have a choice. We have been given much. How can we be faithful? So I have a challenge for you this week, and the challenge is to begin with praise. You know, the master was pleased with them, and he was so pleased with them that he praised them as they praised the master and said, come and join me in my happiness, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with little. I'm going to give you much. Start with praise. Look at what you have and praise God for what you have. You will see it's much easier to use something when you are delighted that you have it. And God will bless you. And then when we look at how God uses what we have, we see the world being transformed around us. Now, around us today, in this building, in this room, there are children. They... They joined us today to see how we have provided a place for them to worship for the next generations without a mortgage for them to worry about. They have seen how the people in the past have been faithful. And they have seen how God has given us much. But today, we are called to teach our children, to teach those around us that we are faithful. So I'm going to ask you something. If God is leading your life today and you are desiring to be faithful with what you have, if you want to have your life as an example of faithfulness, if you want to hear these words, good and faithful servant, would you stand right now? I want our children to see that there's people who are willing to sacrifice. People who are willing to stand for the word of God. People who are willing to say that I want to be faithful above everything. I don't care about success. I want to be faithful. Because when we stand, I want our children to see us saying that we will be faithful. Because God has given us much. And today, as we go forward in this church, we will be faithful with what He has already given us. And we'll continue to worship Him in word, in deed, and above all, in spirit, as we are a part of God's family. And I see most of you are standing. I want our children to see this. So as I pray with you, I'd like to ask the worship team to come forward. As I pray with you, we will conclude with praising God for who He is. We're going to ask Him that He hears our cry, He hears our call. And as we pray, let us be mindful that we are called to be faithful. Father, we thank you for the joy we have today in knowing that you have given us much. We thank you, Father, for you have been faithful to us and because you have given us much, we want to be faithful to you. So, Father, whatever we have received, allow us to work that we may do what you have asked us to.
to bring joy to you. May our words, may our actions, may our giving bring joy to you that we may hear these words, good and faithful servant. Join in your master's happiness. And Father, there's nothing greater than I want to hear today. And there's nothing greater than I want our children to hear today. There's nothing greater than I want our church to hear today that you can look at your bride and say that you are delighted in her. And today, Father, we praise you and we give you thanks. And we ask that you would hear our cry, that you hear our voices as we cry out to you. So Father, hear us today as we praise you and as you give you thanks for what you have given us. We pray these things in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen.